Everybody, I hope you're listening to this um, because if you are, it means that this is working. My name is Larry Dobbs, and I am broadcasting from an undisclosed location uh, in my house here in Winnipeg. So, oh shoot! Oh, Larry. Ah, okay. Well, cat's out of the bag now. Uh, it's disclosed, so. It doesn't matter. Uh, this is where I am. Uh, what matters is what you are listening to. <laughs> well, what you're listening to is the plop. There it is! Bingo! That was it! <laughs> Bullseye! Uh, that was the theme song to The Plop! Um, sorry, folks, I'm a little excited. Uh, I recorded that theme song on GarageBand. Uh, you know, kind of threw that one together, but I thought that sounded great! Wow! I <laughs> uh, don't mean to pat myself on the back, but hello! That was a great theme uh, right there. Um, I guess I could have used some lyrics. Didn't really do that, so I could have done something about the plop uh, in lyrics. So, I don't know. If you have any suggestions, uh, why not call out to the show? You can do that at 1-800-569-3398. You can call the show and let me know if you think there should be lyrics to that. Um, Not saying I'm doing it. Not saying. Not promising. But I might. I might if I like it. So uh, let me know if you think you have some lyrics uh, that would be nice uh, for that theme song. Okay, so what are we doing here? What are you doing? What are you listening to? You're asking yourself, I'm sure. Uh, This is the inaugural episode of The Plop, where I, Larry Dobbs, personally collect 
and curate some of the most eclectic pieces of audio known to mankind. Curios of sound, auditory oddities, blasts of the bazaar, and unexpected acoustic recordings of the inexplicable. Ah! Okay, Larry, get on top of your emotions. Sorry, folks. Pretty big day around here. Uh, but basically, the plop is a show where I scour the internet as well as some boxes in my home uh, to find pieces of audio that you can only get right here. You might hear something like this, a rap song about a tuna salad sandwich. Tuna salad on a roll. Tuna salad on a white roll. Tuna salad on a Kaiser roll. Tuna salad or you might hear this, a weird commercial that never aired. Are you looking for that perfect dress on your special day? Then look no further than Bonnie's Bridal Boutique. <laughs> we got what you Or you might hear this. Now, now just try to guess uh, at what this is. Just try to guess. Any guesses on what that was? Um, that's actually an archival recording I have of my father snoring that I sped up 20 times. So, probably pretty tricky for you to guess. Um, anyways, we've got an amazing show for you today, because we have to. It's the inaugural episode. So, you know, I've got to make it big. And now, I'm, the question is, what do I play first? And uh, the reason I ask that is because I actually didn't write down an order. So I'm literally asking myself, what do I play first? Um, well, not the theme song, because we've done that. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, I uh, hope you like mysteries. Hope you like solving things. Because if you do, then you are going to love Detective Snoop. It was an unusually hot day in the middle of May, and there I sat, waiting. Waiting at my desk, staring at the door, waiting to see what the tide would roll in. A dizzy dame? A swell mob? A mystery? Well, you know what they say. The tide can turn on a dime, and I got a nickel for every quarter. Falooey! I got nothing. I was behind the eight ball. I needed a case. Stat. What do you know? A ring-a-ding-a-ling. Detective Snoop here. Cash up front, potty in the back. Now, what can I do you for? Excuse me? All right, all right, enough monkey business. What do I look like, the man with the yellow hat? You got the wrong number. Well, that ain't gonna get me any cabbage. Aha! Detective Snoop here. Cash up front, potty in the back. Now, what can I do you for? Now speak up, would you? You sound a little hoarse. I, I can barely make out what you're saying. <laughs> Why, yada? This day is turning into a catastrophe. Detective Snoop here. But for the love of Palooka, the door says private eye, not old McDonald. Listen here, you fake-a-loo artist. Don't make me put the screws on ya. Oh, did I scare ya? Don't worry, I'll wait. Ah, oh, bonus balonus. You realize this harassment is illegal. I'm warning you, pal. Shut your kisser, or I'll get you thrown in the caboose. 
Hello? 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 Well, I hadn't started this thing, but it was up to me to finish it. Detective Snoop here. Detective, yes, hello. Uh, I'm Jeff Preposterous. Uh, I run a petting zoo down here, and I'm, I'm pretty embarrassed. Uh, a few animals ran off with my phone, and I, I think they might have pocket-dialed you. Uh, at a zoo like this, you'd expect to run into crocodiles, not pocket dials. <laughs> and yes, we do have crocodiles, but pocket dials, not so much. Crocodiles, yes. Pocket dials, no. And if I'm being perfectly honest, we don't have any crocodiles. We have one and a half alligators. Listen here, fella. I was talking to an eagle when you landed an and... eagle? I don't have an eagle. I have a beagle. Did you mean beagle? Forget about it. There was one of those days. Crazy-making days. No one plays me for a sucker and gets away with it, but this time, I was hungry. There was a pastrami sandwich out there, and it was my job to find it. Oh, my goodness. I love that. <laughs> oh, Detective Snoop. Um, and, and pardon the excitement, uh, but huge news, everybody. Uh, we have just received... Pop in and ask you a riddle that I just learned. What has 88 keys but cannot open a single door? Hope the show is going well. Bye. Nancy, thanks for calling. <laughs> um, ooh, man, what a... You've really dropped one on me now. I gosh, this is hard. Um, eighty-eight keys. Ah, gosh, I am not good at riddles. Um, well, I know that my phone. Ha- well, no, those are buttons. Oh gosh, Nancy, what could it be? You know, we may never solve this. This may be one of those things that's never meant to be solved, like a Rubik's cube. Uh, wow. Well, thanks for that message, Nancy. And if you want to call the show, feel free. You can call us 1-800-569-3398. Leave me a riddle or some other piece of audio that I might play on the program. Um, speaking of the program, it's time to keep on barreling ahead uh, with a, a random piece of poetry is what I'm playing next. I've got a huge file on my computer of just poems that I've collected over the years. Uh, so I don't know what this one is. doesn't have an actual a name to it. I know it's just a poem of some sort, so I'm going to play it. Don't know what it is. Uh, just a poem that obviously at some point spoke to me, and so I saved it in my poem file. Uh, so here it is, random poem on the plop. Sally McBride and the Big Number Two Number one is no fun, said Sally McBride, as she pulled off her pants and sat down with pride. Here on my throne, it's a toilet, you know. I can finally think, peace and quiet as I go. Some time to myself is why I love to poop, from the first break of day till the sun starts to droop. And her whole family knew, if ever Sally was missing, she could always be found where they did their whizzing. One day in late August, or perhaps it was June, Sally McBride ate one hundred large prunes. 
At first she was thrilled. What a poop this'll be. But when she sat down, only three drops of pee. She hadn't quite realized what exactly she'd started when out of the bowl a sound, like she farted. A fart this was not, not a puff of wind to it. She looked at the ceiling as her head went right through it. Up into the sky, a poop rocket blast. Sally, she flew. She flew high and flew fast. Some say she's still up there, if you listen close like I do. On a clear summer night, you can hear Yay number two. And that's potty poetry for this week, friends. I'm Christopher Redman for The Plop. Stay healthy and stay regular. Sorry, guys. Okay, that was my bad entirely. Um, I really, I didn't know the content of that piece. There should have been a listener discretion warning before it. Um, I had no idea how much of that circled entirely around uh, a number two and a number one, or both. A number three, I think. Or, well, okay, that was a potty piece. And, well, now so's this. Oh, it's so contagious. Potty talk. Moving forward. I'm excited for this next piece because to me, a program is not a program unless it involves a community calendar. Um, now, obviously, this is for my community. So, I mean, I guess in just saying that, I don't know that it really affects you. Unless you live in my community, in which case, hi, neighbor. This is our community calendar. Um... But how would we know? Because you don't know where I live, and I don't know where you live. Uh, there's got to be a way. Uh, well, if any of these events are happening in your community, guess what? You live in my community, which means we are neighbors. Very cool. Okay, so this is our community calendar if you're my neighbor. I'm Glurt Person, and this is your community calendar. The Timid Taste Bud Society presents a Taste of Toast Festival. Come and get your crumb on. This Saturday night is the first night of the annual Celebration of Lint. All this month, Broadway Everywhere presents Stop, Drop, and Rock and Roll. The Fine Dining Federation presents Dinner for Dorks all this week. The West Side Nudists are holding a night called Whose Underwear Is This? Be sure to check out the Careless Shop Teacher's High Fours for Charity. The Modern Mime Society presents... And it's time for the Great Northern Pottery Lottery, where this year's prize is a jug. Later in the month, it's time for the Doctors Without Board Shorts charity raffle, so come down and win it all. Sir William Taffy Secondary School is putting on their famous Wet Willie's Annual Diaper Dunk. Northwest Sausage Manufacturers are excited to announce a Shakespeare in the Pork production of Hamlet. And now I want to share with you something that I'm very passionate about, which is lists. Uh, I collect audio of lists all the time. It's just fun to listen to. Um, so uh, this is a list uh, that I'm excited to share with you because it is a list of the worst podcast ideas. So um, now I haven't really screened this uh, to make sure that the plop isn't one of those ideas. Um, I hope it's not because that would really be hurtful to my feelings. In any case, uh, this is that list of the top five worst podcast ideas. <laughs> top five worst podcast ideas. 
Number five, the All Questions podcast. What do you mean? When did this happen? Who was there? Why do you think that is? Where exactly was this? How did you get here? Number four, the podcast that goes nowhere. So, what do you want to talk about today? You know what? I can't do this. Cool. Number three, the vacation photo podcast. Oh, here I am on the beach in Maui. Oh, and this is me on that hillside in Portugal. Oh wow! Check out that sunset. Oh right, you can't. Number two, the overlapping podcast. Yeah, so、uh, when you're tying、so、a tie, what you want to do is you want to、like、be able to. Oh, hey, are you guys ready to do a podcast? Mind if I join in? So I just got this lawnmower. Number one, the things happening outside my window podcast. Hey, there's a big car. Oh, and another one. Ah,、oh, it must be windy out. Look at that plastic bag go. Oh, hi, Mrs. Winslow. Hey, <laughs> I'm waving, but she doesn't see me. Okay, we are cooking with butter now. Um, unless you're lactose intolerant, then try avocado oil because you can heat that up to a high temperature without any burning.、Um, oh, also, incidentally, some of those podcast ideas I really liked.、Uh, you know, I mean, I guess to each their own, but I, I love the idea of a podcast just of questions. You know, don't you? Don't you like that idea? Don't you enjoy podcasts of questions? Do you like questions? Do you like it when people ask questions? Do you like just an endless barrage of questions? Do you? Do you like that? Because I do. I really do. I enjoy that quite a bit.、Um, but I guess to each their own. That's what makes the world go around. Or well, it's gravity technically that does that. But、mm, okay. Well, folks, we're at that part of the program where we're gonna finish with a bang, baby. Oh yeah, I'm feeling it now because this is today's final clip, and it is a doozy. Woo yeah! I'm excited to introduce to you somebody who is honestly one of the world's foremost thinkers, one of the greatest minds of our generation, of course. I'm talking about Professor Dork Fumble, or as I call him,、uh, Doctor Dork.、Uh, some people call him Doctor Fumble.、Uh, probably his family might just call him Dork Fumble or Dad. I don't know.、Um, in any case, get something to take notes with because not only will this be fun, but it will be deeply educational. Welcome to the history of amazing objects. I'm Professor Dork Fumble, and I'm standing in the Museum of Fine Arts in London. But I should be standing in the Museum of Ancient Egyptian Relics. I caught the wrong bus. It pays to wear your reading glasses when looking at the bus timetable. Anyway, three hours later, I find myself in the right place, and I'm holding a magnificent Egyptian clay pot. It's three thousand years old, and was owned by the Pharaoh Rasmussis the Third. Its detail is exquisite, and it's valued at over five million pounds. But that value drastically changes 
when I drop it. I ask the owner of the museum, Nigel Winterbottom, what he thinks it's worth now. Oh no, what have you done? You've destroyed it. Here, that cost us millions of dollars. We don't have insurance. We're ruined. We're ruined. I must admit, I feel rather bad. So I decide to make it up to him by painstakingly piecing the pot back together using a special glue made from my spit. I show Nigel again, and this time his reaction is pretty much the same. Oh, it's worse. Oh, it's a complete mess. It doesn't even look like a pot. It looks like a box. I'll take that as a compliment. It's time for me to leave, largely because Nigel has rung the police. Next week on History of Amazing Objects, I take a close look at a rare painting by the master Picasso. And I determine, is the painting still a masterpiece after I spill coffee on it? Whoops. Okay, there it is. Boom! (laughs) We're done. That's it. That's the show right there. Yes, indeed. Um, I mean, I keep on feeling like I have some unfinished business, but I honestly don't know what it is. Um, But I have that feeling. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I got it. The riddle. What the riddle we never found out about the riddle from my friend Nancy. What has 88 keys but cannot open a single door? Um, uh, just looking, we do have another call. Uh, so let me play this. Hi, Larry. It's Nancy again. I just thought I'd give you the answer. The answer to the riddle is... A piano! Okay, bye! Piano! Okay, piano. Uh, well, I was thinking organ, so I guess I was close. I don't, I don't really know if that has the same number of keys as a piano. But anyways, piano. Thanks, Nancy. I think that really would have bothered people for a week uh, to not have known the answer to that. So I'm glad we did that. That's it. There it is. Okay, we're done. We're done. It's time to button this up uh, because that is the end of the first episode of The Plop. Woo! Wow, we did it. Uh, I can't believe I didn't hyperventilate at any point in there. Uh, Good job, Larry, uh, for that. And good job for you, too, because we both made it to the end of the episode. Uh, So that's, uh, that's a win. That's big. All right, Plopheads, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with the show. Until next time, I'm Larry Dobbs, and this was The Plop! Plop!